Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Blackenham Dollar, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Chris Fleck was in earlier today with Yurko. Tyler Aki is in for Chris Fleck tonight. Watch us on YouTube. Go to the YouTube channel, ESPN Chicago on YouTube. Like, subscribe. There's like a little bell on there now. You can get alerted. Every time we post a new video or go live, you can be alerted. It's great. You can also watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. If you go to that YouTube page, Tyler, Mm -hmm. you can find the Chicago Bears podcast. Yeah. And yesterday... Pat, the designer, did the podcast with Courtney Cronin and Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed being the NFL draft expert at ESPN.com. And, of course, they talked about Caleb Williams. I think Caleb can be very special. Um, I think he can be a top 10 type of quarterback or even better. Um, not saying he's going to be that walking through the door, but when you're talking about his ceiling, I definitely think he has the ceiling to eventually be a top 10 type of quarterback. He has... All of the prerequisite traits that you want in the position, you see the funky arm angles that he throws from. He has the accuracy. Um, he also has the arm strength. And he's just he's just a complete package as far as what you want from a quarterback position. Now, there is some things that he has to improve on. And the best way that I can put this is that Caleb, his heroics or what I call his Superman cape is always on. He doesn't know when to take it off. So when you watch Caleb, it's going to be a lot of sandlot football is what I like to call it just because his defense is given up. 35 to 40 points, excuse me, 35 to 40 plus points a game. So that Superman cape is always going to be on. So that's Jordan Reed, NFL draft expert from ESPN on Caleb Williams. What I want to play is also this one, the difference between Caleb Williams and Justin Fields. And it goes back to my point a few minutes ago, Tyler, about how if Caleb Williams, if you think Caleb Williams is at the very least Justin Fields, you make the move. Mm -hmm. Because it resets the money. I think the difference between the two is that Caleb is already a much more polished passer than what Justin is. The big thing with Justin and what he continues to struggle with is anticipation and then also quick game throws. What you notice about Justin is that his drops are a little bit slower, delayed, um, and then he really struggles with making those anticipation throws in the shorter intermediate areas. Like You very rarely see what I call grip it and rip it throws with Justin. You very rarely see him getting the ball out quick those quick slants, those quick hitches on the perimeter, is more so if he has to see it um, as opposed to being able to anticipate it. And I think that's something that he still struggles with to, to this day. And it was a big knock on him coming out of Ohio State, too. So with Caleb, we've seen him be, being able to accomplish those throws. And all that happened during his Heisman season. But last year, the defense was poor and things just went array with USC of where he had to be in that overdrive hero mode to where he was holding the ball longer. He was taking really bad sacks and he just didn't get the ball out. On time. So the difference between the two is we've seen Caleb being able to make those anticipatory throws and being able to attack those gripping and ripping types of throws, which is where Justin has always struggled and still does to this day. So there, Jordan Reed, NFL draft expert from ESPN.com on the Chicago Bears podcast. If you want more of that, I highly recommend listening to it. They go through a bunch of the offensive linemen, the wide receivers, basically every position, every player that is tied to the Bears. Jordan Reed gives great information on. And I think that's there it is right there. Caleb can already make the throws that Fields can't. The ones that yeah. every former quarterback on YouTube 
was screenshotting mm-hmm. and saying, see, look, this guy's open, this guy's open. This Caleb Williams can already make those throws. He's already doing it. It's something Fields hasn't been able to do for three years here in a Bears uniform. So it's, it's completely obvious to me that you make the change. And that's the thing that people have always talked about, like, oh, what is, what is like, you always see the Superman plays kind of that Jordan was referring to there. But what does he look like when he's in structure? And like those are the throws that are in structure. Mm-hmm. The anticipatory throws, throwing guys open, and you've got a guy in, in Jordan Reed, and, and I'm sure he's not alone, who watches the Caleb tape and says, you know, he can make those plays. He can work within the offense, what the offense is telling him. And, you know, a lot of people will knock a college quarterback for playing too much quote unquote hero ball. A lot of college players will play hero ball. Because of the fact that oh yeah you've got a Drake future May did it all the time you've got a future gym teacher on one end you've got a high school coach on the other end you've got an accountant in the secondary so you can play hero ball you can unleash mm-hmm. the deep ball because it's always gonna be, you're not going up against NFL talent per se now sometimes you are but what's the NCAA commercial always say like less than one percent of these people are going to go pro are going to go pro yeah right like that's what it is and that's what it is for every prospect and the reason Jordan says that there is because if you go back to last year USC was down a lot Mm -hmm. right so they had to come back in a lot of games they had to hang with a bunch of teams in a bunch of games and he was constantly trying to bring them back in games if you go back to two years ago he didn't have to play hero ball because their defense was a little better. Right. They had better weapons. They had a much better offensive line. And he didn't have to. So, yeah, the Notre Dame from this year's season sucked. Looked awful. Go back to 2022 and watch that Notre Dame game. You, you want to know something else, too? Guess how many yards Marvin Harrison Jr. had against Ohio State or against Notre Dame? Hmm. 37. Hmm. Maybe he's no maybe he's to, not great either. But you didn't want you you don't care to watch the the Notre Dame Ohio State game. You just care <laughs> about the Notre Dame and, and USC game. I I think too with with Caleb and and the way that he sort of had to play in college and, and like you've watched plenty of of Caleb in college too. But every game for him, he had to play against Patrick Mahomes because the defense that he had on his team made every other quarterback look oh like Patrick God. Mahomes. Yeah. Because of how bad it was. So every single... When you want to knock the record of Caleb Williams, just know that every single game, he was effectively playing against Patrick Mahomes. Because every other quarterback in the country could look like that when going up against that USC defense. Yeah. three one two three three two three seven seven six. All calls welcome on this Friday evening. Coley is in Milwaukee. What's up, Coley? Hey, fellas. What's going on? Always glad to t- always glad to talk to you. I'm glad you took my call. I, I gotta agree. This this quarterback class is going to be deep. It's it and and who you put your finger on is 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 everything. It's going to make or break people. But I wanted to, you know, I'm I'm deep in the draft, so I want I wanted to just throw some names. Do do you got a pen? Sure. Okay, I want to start with Jeremiah Trotter, okay. uh, Thompson, T.J. Mm-hmm. Tampa, Cameron Kitchens, okay, Devondre Sweat, heard of him, okay, Patrick Paul, okay, all right, I as far as Chicago. I'm taking the quarterback. I'm taking the quarterback first. I'm, I may lean towards 
Dallas Turner or Jared uh, Versey mm-hmm. second. But those those second round picks I just gave you, I just want to hear you comment. If you wrote those names down, I want to hear you comment on that. Well, I mean, a couple of them, Coley, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Like a couple of the tackles and off. Like I'm not. I'm not going to lie and pretend that I know anything about offensive linemen in the draft. Like I can look at the defensive linemen a lot better because they've they've got a job. Get to the quarterback, right? Well, it's because you weren't writing it down. Yeah, well, that too. Where's um, your pen? It's right here. Um, but like a couple of those offensive linemen, this is a very deep offensive tackle draft. That's one of the things Jordan Reed said in the in the Chicago Bears podcast. It's a very deep offensive mm-hmm. tackle draft, and he actually recommended trading out of nine. Moving down to like the 15, 16, 17 range and picking up an offensive tackle there or a center around that in that range right there, recouping a second round pick, maybe using that on a center after you you trade Justin Fields. A a second for Justin Fields, then I don't. Then you would do that there. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of stuff you could do. Bob is in Lake Forest. What's up, Bob? How are you guys doing tonight? Good, thanks. What's up? Uh, no, that I, I just uh, on the heels of the Cody White here and uh, Eddie Jackson news, like they're freeing up salary cap, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they got some money to burn. What is it plausible that they're going to pick up Fields' fifth year option with the money that they're saving there? No, no, that's Jalen Johnson money right there. Yeah, no, Bob. Yeah, thanks I, for the call. I think it's I think it's Jalen Johnson money. I think it's um, depending on how the draft falls, it's taking a run at a wide receiver money. It's uh, whatever position you don't get at nine, if you stay at nine, whether it's edge rusher or wide receiver, that's where you're, the other one is going to be where you spend your money. Yeah, like, I, I would agree. The, the tough part is, though, is you don't know how the draft board falls to you and free agency comes before the draft. Yeah. And that kind of works to your disadvantage. Um, and in all likelihood, you're going to trade Justin Fields before the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine that's the way you'd want to go. So I, I, I just think that when you look at the Bears' needs, a lot of it comes, A, how does Ryan Poles view the wide receivers, edge rushers, offensive linemen in the draft? Mm-hmm. And B, what's the drop-off from what you currently have to what you might be able to get in the draft? Mm-hmm. And that's part of why I'm not head over heels about drafting a... a uh, an offensive tackle. I think they like draft. Braxton Jones. Because A, they like Braxton Jones yeah, enough, and I'm B, the upgrade is not as worth it in my eyes as it is to upgrade your wide receiver, too, who currently is Tyler Scott. Yeah. Or upgrading your second edge rusher, who currently is Demarcus Walker. Yeah, you need like you, you need upgrades in those spots, I think, a little bit more than you do with Braxton Jones. Absolutely. Andrews and Bartlett, what's up, Andrew? How's it going, boys? What's Thanks up? Thanks for taking my what's call. Going on? Thank you for making it. Of course. Thank you. Um, so I just had a question about, um, um, I know like you guys aren't the ones that are like pushing the agenda for Caleb Williams, like in the media, like how he's, you know, the odds on favorite and all that. And, um, how he is, you know, the next coming of like, uh, Gretzky freaking, uh, you know, he's the next Michael Jordan, et cetera, all that. Um, so how much better of a prospect is he like legitimately than, you know, um, Jaden Daniels and um, Drake May, like uh, in your guys' opinions, um, and I'll hang up. And thank you guys for taking my call. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. Um, I think to me, he's the most like if the, if they the draft, Bears don't take him once, someone else will. Yeah, right? he's going number one. It doesn't matter. The Bears aren't taking Drake May 
or Jane Daniels one and leaving Caleb Williams to go two or three. That's not happening. He's going number one, whether it's to the Bears or someone else. I think that he's the, the quarterback that I would be most confident in making a Bears make the playoffs bet if the Bears draft him rather than May or Daniels. I think Daniels, I'm worried about his size because he's very skinny, like the frame and everything like that. I'm worried about the combination of recklessness and yeah. size. And then with Drake May, I, I'm not necessarily worried about the hero ball, but I think like he's got all of the good parts of Josh Allen or Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. and he's also got all of the bad parts. You know, like he's going to throw just a minute. He's going to throw a lot of interceptions. Yeah. Because he thinks he can make every single throw. But he may, like, that's one of those things, Will, and that's the importance of coaching. Can a coach kind of take you out of that? And also, like, just the natural, once you get some reps in the NFL, too, you realize, all right, that throw's not there here. That was here in the ACC. Mm -hmm. It's not here in the NFL. No. And there is, here's, what agenda? Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not going after Andrew. Because he said we're not doing it. But mm-hmm. do people think that anybody has any financial gain by saying Caleb Williams is going number one? Or that like we get anything by saying Caleb Williams is going one? Literally everyone says he should go number one. Except yeah. for like two analysts. One who admitted to only watching three of his games. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not an agenda. It's whatever. And like look at the odds in Vegas. Yeah, they they dictated too. He's minus five hundred to go to the Bears and minus twelve hundred to go first overall. Like Do it's the not, math, yeah, yeah. Like it's not an agenda. It's what's going to happen. He's yeah. either going first to the Bears or he's going first to someone else because the Bears aren't in love with him and they end up trading down for Drake May or they keep Justin or whatever. The point is, Caleb Williams is being drafted first overall. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no agenda. No one has anything now, to this. benefit. I do, I do think if the Bears are in love with Drake May and think Drake May is a better prospect than Caleb Williams, take Drake May at one. Like I, a quarterback is, I know you can maybe get some st- quarterbacks, one of those positions I don't mess around with. It, yeah. it's, it's different if we're drafting an offensive tackle here. It's different if we're drafting a, a defensive edge rusher here. But quarterback is one of those positions I'm not rolling the dice on. Because what if, what if the commanders move up? And pull the old bait and switch on you and say, you know, we got a little bit uh, further down in the draft process. We lied. Yeah. Or and, and we're going to take Drake May. And, then- and that could be it. That's fine. And listen, it doesn't have to be Caleb Williams for me. If the Bears take Drake May because I like him more, like I'm going to root for Drake May. It's yeah. not like I don't care who they take. They need to upgrade the quarterback position. Yes. Justin Fields ain't it. And he's not going to be it. They're going to move on. They're going to reset the market. That's going to be it. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Chris Black, they got me this week. You got got? They got me. Who got you? They. Them? Them. Thou? So, I, uh, I'm a millennial. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a millennial thing or a Gen Z thing, or this is just something. Uh, did you get a poofy haircut? No, I did not get a My hair is naturally poofy. 
Um, so I share passwords. Uh oh. Like every person, mm-hmm. you know, like a couple Christmases ago, I believe it was it was it was at Christmas. Uh, my wife's family, we all got together and we were like. We're all paying for the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, how about we just each pay for one thing? Yeah, and just share it. That's what we we did that a couple Christmases ago. We did that with HBO and yeah. Netflix, Netflix, and- Spotify, all that stuff. We do everything, right? The only one we couldn't do is Amazon because yeah. you need the Amazon to come to your house, right? Yeah. And so we took HBO. Mm-hmm. Her parents took Netflix. Mm-hmm. Her brother took um, Spotify. Okay, and that kind of evened it out among yeah. everybody, right? right. So this week, I don't know if people are fans of this show. I like trash TV. My wife loves trash TV. Love is Blind. Season mm-hmm. six came out yeah. this week sure. on Valentine's Day. I love Love is Blind. I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so I went to log in, and guess what? Not allowed mm. because I'm out of the zone Yeah, where the account holder is located. You know, that happened to... Well, here's the weird thing is... So in my apartment, we kind of do the same thing, but like our families have some of these streaming services. Some of them we have ourselves and we just kind of pass them around. So we've got pretty much everything within our four walls because of the fact that there's three of us living there. Mm -hmm. We have families. We also have our own subscriptions to certain things. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of tough to miss anything along the way. We did get the axe from Netflix because even though they're up in Glenview where the- I thought this was a rumor. No. That this they were is just real. like, yeah, we're going to get you eventually. Yeah, they got us. Um, they were up in Glenview. So the Glenview to Lakeview distance puts me out of zone. And because of that, we, we don't have Netflix anymore, I don't think. Dude, this was this is Indi- Indianapolis to Chicago yeah. zone. So we were way out of the zone. And like... Like what's gonna happen if we if we log in or try because it was like hey send an email and obviously like it's her mom's email mm-hmm. the number was her mom's n- the phone number yeah but like, what happens like, if you go on vacation you can click go on right? vacation yeah but it still asks you to get a text message to your phone to verify mm-hmm. that it's you or send an email and then it logs you out from your oh. home and then only allows you where you are at your vacation right yeah so. We had to buy Netflix. Oh, and like I'm not paying 15 bucks, so we went ads. You went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's you like it's six fifty yeah. or six ninety nine or something Jeez. like that, and with without ads, mm-hmm. it's like seventeen bucks. Jeez, it's more it's, than double. Rid- it, it is ridiculous, and, and like this was always something. I always thought there should have been like a dating app or something where it's like, except you're not actually trying to date; you're just trying to swap passwords yeah. with people. Like, oh, you've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got. Uh, HBO, you've got stars, all that mm-hmm. stuff, and like, okay, well, we can we can be with each other or like exchange information just for that. Well, what's the season the the episode of Dave after they break up? Dave, our oh, one yeah. of our shows with our good friend Gata, <laughs> mm-hmm. friend of the show Gata. Which um, that's gone, by the way. Did you see that? What do you mean they're done? They're done. They, no, they walked up, or Lil Dicky has decided to pursue other opportunities, and they posted like a, a big farewell. I was, you know what? Good. Good. Kind of went out on top. I like that was it. a great finale. It was a great finale. <laughs> Unbelievable you're not getting finale. Better, you're not getting better than that. I'm you fine might not, with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. You're you're foregoing the two trash seasons that you feel obligated to put yeah, out there. Yeah, we're like, it's just, I know there was a lot of cameos because it's music industry stuff, but yeah. I like, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I don't mind No More Dave. 
I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get Gate on. But still, <laughs> I, but it happens in that episode where the couple breaks up. Dave right. and his girlfriend break mm-hmm. up. And it was like, he wants to send, hey, what's your Netflix password? Or yeah. are you still using my Netflix? Yeah, she yeah. I think she I think, sends, are you still using my Netflix? Yeah. So, yeah, I, we, I got got. I got, uh, mm. they got me. I thought so, it was a rumor. I thought they were just trying to scare us. No. I thought they were just using the, oh, we're going to get you. Netflix beat the allegations. Oh, they went out they? there. They went out there and put their foot down. It is become a problem because you've got kids who are in college and like they use their parents' Netflix yeah. still. And now all of a sudden can't watch Netflix. Like my girlfriend, her family lives in New Jersey and she comes out here and now can't watch Netflix all of a sudden. She had to buy it on her own. Can't, don't you think that they would just benefit? Like, obviously, there's going to be people by me who, like me who just bought it, right? Yeah. But don't you think more people are just going to go, screw it? Don't care. I think you're right because Netflix is like, I don't watch a lot of Netflix anymore. I haven't gone to Netflix, I don't think, since the last Love is Blind season. So it's like, am I really going to take that back? That? Great British Bake Off. Am I really going to pay? To, or am I going to be like an on and off person with the subscription where like, all right, I'm going to re-up and then, all right, I finish, I binge whatever. I binge my Outer Banks. I'm going to axe the subscription for yeah. uh, a year or so or eight months or whatever and then get back into it. I, Netflix, I think, is the one that has the least amount of stuff that I watch. But when I do watch it, I really like it. Like, I really like The Great British Baking Show. I really like Love is Blind. Ultimatum was awesome. Yeah. Which, which was, <laughs> that you know, was the rid- most ridiculous ultimatum. one. Ultimatum. If you don't know what the ultimatum is, basically a bunch of couples get together mm-hmm. and they decide that they've given each other an ultimatum. We either have to get married or... You end up switching partners. It's a semi-swingers type of deal here. And you end up living and dating that person. And then you have to decide whether or not you want to get back together with your old boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. It's awesome. That one was wild. (laughs) So we're watching Love is Blind and we, we just ended up buying... The spend, spending the six dollars. So, so you got a Netflix subscription just for Love Is Blind, basically, is what it sounds like. No, because like I think my you wife really loved the show that much. My wife watches a lot, watches stuff on Netflix more than I do, because she rewatches a lot of shows. Uh, mm. But she was looking to rewatch a show, and she was like, "Oh, this isn't on here anymore." I go, "Maybe we'll just cancel it after we're done with Love Is Blind, and then yeah. after you know." But they, the thing is, they keep putting out at new episodes. And then, like, after Love is but Blind is done, then an ultimatum will I w- come out. I wonder if... Because is Love is Blind one of those ones where they release them all at once? No, so they them? release, like, six, and then they'll do two at a time for a couple weeks. See, that's smart. And then, then... you get people to... Of course. Otherwise, you could finish that thing in a week. And then they do the reunion, which they try to do live. Mm-hmm. And then, after that, they do, like, an update. Like, three or three months later, they where give they you now? an update. Yeah. yeah, like, are they still together? Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of thing. I right. see the love is blind for Chicago people all over this city. Do you? All over this city. <laughs> I mean, they're from here, so yeah. you would think that, they, right. that they'd be around here. Out and about. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, let's go to Andrew's in Humble Park. What's up, Andrew? Hey, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Okay, so hear me out here, okay, With, in regards to the Bears. We all can agree how important a backup quarterback is, correct? Yes. In the NFL? Mm-hmm. Okay. So why not? You pick Caleb Williams one, you keep Justin Fields, right? Just have him duke it out, battle it out. If Justin Fields loses, you still have him as a back, great, solid, wonderful, probably the best backup in the league for a solid year. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams is taken off. If Caleb Williams loses, he learns behind Justin Fields until Justin Fields leaves and takes over. 
Like, if, if, if the quarterback is the most important position in sports, which we all agree, why not have two really valuable, solid options to, to lead? And I, I appreciate your thoughts. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. All right, thanks, Andrew. I, I just don't think it's feasible, and I think Justin Fields would request a trade if he isn't already traded at that point, and, and rightfully so. Like, if Justin Fields were to request a trade in that instance, I, I think that's what he should of do course. because he probably views himself, and he is, as one of the 32 best quarterbacks in football. And because of that, there should be teams out there that would want his services. And for it, it just makes most sense for both sides, both Justin and the Bears, if they don't do that. Because Justin can go out, seek a, a fresh beginning somewhere else. The Bears will get draft pick compensation in return. And I think both sides benefit. And listen, has the backup quarterback become more important? I think last year certainly showed that. Yeah. But if you have the ability to develop a quarterback and go out, you know what? Do what Washington did when they drafted Kirk Cousins and Archie. Draft a second one if you feel that pressed. Or go out and sign one in free agency that you trust Well, here's to be a backup. Here's my biggest problem. My biggest problem with this is I don't. you can't have a true quarterback battle anymore. No. The way that you the, rarely see it now. Well, the way that the practice reps are so restricted, and you have officials watching all these practices, so you can't get away with any you know side stuff like the Ravens have been fined for it before, and you know you have very limited time in preseason games because you don't know if you're seeing you know them versus a real defense or the second string defense or maybe even the third string defense at that point. It's hard to have a quarterback battle. Plus, I don't think that. This this is the highest that Justin Fields' trade value is going to be. Yeah, like if he if he loses a quarterback value a battle to Caleb Williams, his value goes down. Yeah, and he, I think right now, especially in this situation where you're at with the Bears, I want the draft capital that I would receive in a Justin Fields trade this yeah. year. I want it now. Absolutely. I don't want it pushed down the road unless you're talking about a future first in the in a trade. Then maybe you could talk no. me into it, but anything outside of that, I'm, I'm not that interested I w- in. I want a second-round pick right now, or even yeah. a first. I want to use it right now. The defense is ready to win. They were a top-10 defense by the end of the year in almost every single metric. This team's ready to win, at least make the playoffs. Yeah. And if you add the right quarterback, if you add a bunch of weapons, if you use your, your first-round pick, your two first-round picks wisely, your second-round pick if you get one back for Justin Fields, like you, this team could make the playoffs next year for sure. Chicago's home for sports, Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN Chicago. Aki is in for Chris Black. And you know what happens when Chris isn't here? It's time for some zoo news, Tyler. Yeah. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the Zoo News. I'm glad you asked, Mr. Lion. A pelican was captured on a Dutch golf course after Belgian Zoo escape. Speaking of which, the golf show comes back next week. It does. What time? 9 to 11 a.m. You'll be at the golf show, right? We'll be at the Chicago Golf Show, which is an awesome event. All right. If you love golf, 
go there. There's amazing deals on like whatever golf apparel you want. I'll be there with Mike Gilligan. We'll be doing the show. We'll be hanging out, having a great time. There. Hell yeah. Go see Tyler Can't and wait. Mike Gilligan at the golf show. I will be there no matter what. You, you got will any not golf be. questions for me? I got Kevin? so many golf questions. Golf questions. I don't like this He's been asking me a different, just random What's niche the heaviest golf club? question. What? It's what not like ball do you like to use? It's all subjective, too. So anyway, a pink-backed pelican that escaped from a zoo in Belgium was captured after taking up residence at a golf course in the Netherlands. The Den Bosch Animal Ambulance said the pelican had been spotted in various locations throughout the country in the week before it was spotted at the golf course in Voot. V-U-G-H-T. I think that's I think that's how you say it. Voot. The voot. In Voot. Animal expert Jan Hardman was able to examine the ring around the bird's leg and use the information to determine that it was both in Lithuania and lived in a Dutch zoo before being moved to a Belgian facility in 2019. The pelican escaped from the zoo about two weeks ago and made its way to the Netherlands. Now, we report on the zoo and all the news at the zoo, but we know, Tyler, that the animals do not like being in the zoo. Let us out, let us out, let us out. The pelican will be returned to the zoo, and officials wrote, the pelican has eaten plenty of fish. That's what is new at the zoo. And that's zoo news. You know, sometimes when I'm at home, I just hear some of these voices in my head. I hear like, well, <laughs> hello, the, Mr. Hello, Lion. Hello, Mr. Lion. <laughs> I just hear them. You're walking by, yeah. you're walking by the museum. Oh, hello, Mr. The Garden State. Hey, hello, Mr. Lion. All right, let's go to T.O.'s in Elgin. What's up, T.O.? Hey, guys, how are you doing? Good, how are you? T.O. Great. Um, so I got a two questions about sport. Uh, one is about soccer, and I want to I want to show notes. Of Can course. One? Of course. What's so, your soccer question? About Manchester City. You know you. Um, they play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to be watching? Of course. Eleven thirty against my, Chelsea. They play my against my Chelsea. The first time I worry. What's your prediction? Ah, Chelsea's really bad. So I know. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a City win. Three to one. No, hold on. They played Champions League this week, so two to one. Two to one. Okay. Two to one. Um, Tired legs. Two I, to one. I just, I just want to. I just don't want to meet my Chelsea to lose bad, like very bad. <laughs> they're gonna lose though. I'll tell you. I that. know they're gonna lose, but I don't want to like five <laughs> zero or zero. So thanks. And the show notes is about today's show, the uh, cap, uh, the cap and hoodie show. Yep. They were, they were talking about the Mount Mount Rushmore of sports. Yes. And David Kaplan said about. Um, he took out, uh, you know, Messi and Pelé and, and Ronaldo right away. Mm-hmm. And a few minutes later, he brought, uh, you know, secretary to the Marshmallow. Sorry, and I mean, said, you uh, I just know why he hates too much sports. And he always bringing uh, his My Little Pony into the conversation. <laughs> Is that serious? <laughs> oh, Tio, thank you so much for the call, man. Have a good night. Thanks, man. Take care. That's the funniest That's thing great. I've ever heard. That is Why awesome. does Cap keep bringing his My Little, Little Pony, Pony into the Mount Rushmore of sports? That's awesome. I hope Shay somewhere heard that or someone can tell him that and he can use that. My next number time. one requirement for being an athlete is opposable thumbs. You have to have thumbs, man. Yeah. No you don't thumbs, have to use them. No thumbs, no Mount Rushmore. I mean, soccer doesn't use their thumbs very nope. often. Opposable thumbs. But you need to have in. said thumbs, mm-hmm. right? All right. Otherwise, uh, I'm not about it. <laughs> Let's go to Sean's and Joliet. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's going on, boys? How you doing tonight? Good. What how are you? Good. Listen, I want to know why everybody's talking about trading back when we want. We should be talking about trading up. I want to keep the first pick 
trade the number nine. Trade Justin Fields to the Patriots with them if you have to. Trade next year's first round. Get up to the third and the fourth. Take the first and either the third or the fourth, whatever you can get, and take Maserati Marsh. <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Poles does trade. He's not that he doesn't have a history of not trading up. He's traded up before. Yeah, not in the first round, but I don't think he's giving up future firsts. Like no. that's, he's not in the business of giving up future. Firsts. Now, this is one of the intriguing things to me is if you can somehow put Justin Fields in a trade up, mm-hmm. and maybe you have to give up a fourth or a fifth or something like that. As I well. saw that on NFL.com. There yeah. was a mock draft that had Fields, um, and nine moving up to number three. Mm-hmm. From the Patriots. If Fields is a part of the package to move up, if you want one of those, and I don't think you're going to be able to get Marvin Harrison Jr. in a trade unless no. you're, not, nothing will appetize me enough in terms of what kind of package you may be sending out to go up and get a guy like that. But if you're trading up to get Roma Dunze or mm-hmm. Malik Neighbors, mm-hmm. say with Tennessee or something, and, and Justin Fields is one of the pieces in those trades, now you've got my ear. Yeah. You could. I, I'd be fine just staying, though. Yeah, I'm and, too. and just getting Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors, Jared Verse, mm-hmm. Dallas Turner, whatever it is, whatever you want to. Okay, I might get in trouble. Uh oh. I don't know officially if he's banned or not. I don't know. So we'll, we'll do this. We'll do it quietly. Kevin, could you bring the fader down just a tiny bit, just a little bit? Okay, just a little. So we'll do a quiet intro. It's it's Mitchell in displays. Hi, Mitchell. How's it going? Match the vibes, Mitch. So in a quiet mode, right, death mode, we got basically in whisper mode, we got basically the air, the fire signs, the fire signs between obviously you, Sagittarius, Adam, and Tyler, you're obviously an Aries. So those are both fire signs. Flame this, is a G version, this is my G version rating, our version of a, a quick story. All right, you got to be quick. Now, we don't want to get caught. I know, I understand. And what I did last time was very innocuous. And for those that are in the I know you didn't you didn't intentionally do it. I know you wouldn't intentionally yes, of course. I'm on your side for once, Mitchell. Thank you. And also, Adam, I think that you've turned a very nice corner with regarding (laughs) to Justin Fields, that you've actually gone to what I call an evolutionary transformational shift where one time you were very high on that stock back in twenty twenty. And then you came full circle, coming well, yeah. right up to Mitchell it's been, on this plane. It's been three and years, Mitchell. The truth, the, lie, the truth, because you are literally, I've been listening, okay? This is only both well to your bottom line, okay, and uh, the rest of the organization, in that you're very good when you get what I call recalcitrant replies mm. from Nick, mm. this guy today during, I guess, uh, uh, Black Oh, Day. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he literally started going off and i was i was i, I do every day just after you guys know i do 10 miles um of uh, of uh, outside walking okay. and running it's, oh. it's so so i listen to that's why i don't call it. and also it, it, it ties into when i'm doing readings and stuff so anyway and this guy calls him today and he goes off on uh your midday host mm-hmm. uh like in uh I Yurko, yeah john and Jonathan and John, and he's saying that how Justin, you guys don't, you're not passionate, you don't love him. It has nothing to do about love, Daddy O. It's about production. Now, here's the thing. I digress. That's going to be settled. We both know it. Let's move on. I want to ask you this about the stadium, okay? I think Kevin Warren doesn't know what he's dealing with the Cook County. I lived in Arlington Heights in two different times in my childhood. 
from early from mid childhood all the way to when I was in high school, and then when I went to uh, college, and then I left, and then I never, you know, I, I moved out, whatever. But I spent a lot of time in Arlington, and I know the people in Arlington Heights, and I know they're never going to give the tax uh, breaks that they the Bears want. The Bears want basically Lions Field, just so your audience knows, in Northwestern and Emerson does not pay one red cent in property taxes. And that, that is, talk around the, what I call the campfire, it's a big deal. So when Mitchell, hurry up. We've been, we've, we've yeah, been discovered. The, the we've been discovered. Yeah, You've got to are... hurry up. All right, the bottom line is this. Keep up the good work. I'm all about the G. I only wish you happiness, Team Sagittarius, Team Aries. And the bottom line is this. Watch what happens in May. That's going to see what the deal is going to be. And Matt is a fucking block. All right, thanks, Mitchell. All we right. appreciate it. All right, that never happened. Let's quickly go to Reggie. And, voices. Yeah, Reggie and Richmond. Reggie, what's up, Reggie? What up, Reg? How's it going? What's I up? Wanna, I want to know, are y'all going to have the same type of energy if if Bears do trade fields and he have a better season than what y'all wishing Williams will? What do, what do you mean? mean same type of energy? The hate that y'all have for fields. See if y'all going to change on Williams after the first half of the season. Listen, like Justin Fields is allowed to Thanks, improve. Reggie. I'm not I'm not against Justin Fields improving. Yeah, he can improve. Yeah. He can be a fine it's quarterback the thing I've somewhere. Been saying all along. It's money. He can, he it's can money. Be, both sides can win. Yeah. All right. Justin can be great. Caleb or Drake can be great. Or whoever they bring in can be great. Multiple there's multiple great players in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's, it's no monopoly yeah. on talent. He can go and be good for the Falcons or the Raiders or the Broncos or whatever. And Caleb Williams can be good here and we can all win. We'll have your song of the night and good questions coming up next. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Thank you to Jay Cantu and Kevin Zipak for producing tonight's show. Appreciate them doing that. We'll be back on Monday night, 630 to 8 o'clock right here on ESP 1000. And you will be on tomorrow morning for Basketball U with Shane Norling. Yeah. Is that I guess correct? I, I guess it's technically just Shay and Tyler. It's just Shay and Tyler? Yeah. The schedule said uh, Basketball, basketball U. U. So I went with Basketball U. So I went with Basketball U. So Shay and Tyler tomorrow morning yes. at 9 a.m. And then next week at the golf show. Yes. For the golf show. To 11 a.m. The golf show at the golf show. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Each week around this time, we play our favorite game. It is called Good Question. The hosts ask questions to various interviewees. And if the interviewee says good question back to the host, they get a point in the year of our Lord 2024. Waddle has six good questions. Jonathan Hood has five. And Sylvie has has four. Here's a good question. Damn it, Kevin. Yeah, I got a question for you. Can 
Here's this week's good question. You know, a subject that I haven't heard addressed once so far this offseason. And when you think of the finances and you think of the depth of a position, where does Bajan fit into the discussion? Do you have to have, you know, I don't want to see him go spend a lot of money on a quarterback just because he's a veteran. And now how does he fit into this? uh, And you're even your thinking in the quarterback position. It's a good question. Before I get you out of here, Coach, I've got to ask you about Bill Self's ejection last night. The first time he's gotten ejected as the head coach of Kansas. First of all, are you going to to admit to us that that's a feather in your cap? But second of all, (laughs) when emotions are running high, how do you kind of keep your staff and your players with uh, making sure calmer heads prevail? Yeah, no, that's a good question. You feel that there's some of frustration course. from players Tommy inside Waddle. that? And I know they're so, not there. All of them are there yet. Right, but do you anticipate, right. Jess, some frustration that there hasn't been more done this offseason? I mean, hmm. you know, I think that's a great question, Tom. So Waddle gets another point. Tom Thayer gets a point. And Amber Wilson, as Charlie burns the midnight oil, <laughs> listening to Amber and Ian... And uh, sending out good questions late into the evening. <laughs> he's Charlie. Always he's, plugged in. Does he live here? He Do might. We, does he? Is, are we sure he doesn't? You know the live story. Here? He used to put his badge out so the people didn't think he was just uh, someone who <laughs> just broke a, in. A vagrant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he can fix the elevators while while he's here. It's time yeah. for the song of the night. I wanna rock. Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because Dying. it's time for what dial. I don't think there, people are going to like no this. dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just... I don't know what it is. Uh, of course you Crank the volume. You're working Because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We go to February 17th. I'm going to talk for a while over this one because there's a long post on the song. Oh, all right. Uh, February 17th, 1995. So 29 years ago. Tomorrow. Yeah. Blink-182 put out their first album before they were polished, before Travis Barker was there, before the Kardashians, before all of that stuff. They were just simple kids making really crappy punk rock music or pop punk, whatever you want to call it. People get mad at me in the Twitch chat for calling it punk rock. Uh, And this is the first song off of their first album, Carousel, off the album Cheshire Cat when they were just called Blink. There was another Blink. They ended up having to change their name to Blink-182. And uh, this is one of the first albums I heard of theirs. And uh, it's why I like them, because they're not good at making music. It's a simple formula for, for pop punk. You don't have to be good to be successful. They had it. A lot of pop punk bands. You know, three basic chords, and you just call it a career. And you hope that TRL picks you up like hope, they did. Hope you get a one-hit wonder. Yeah. And it worked for them. And this is a very long intro to their song. Surprised they made it out of this. Yeah, I know. Me too. Here we go. Here we go. 
That dial because dial. it's time for what dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an experiment. Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdullah's song of the night. Yo, Larry, how much sleep are you gonna get tonight? Good amount. Like how many I hours? Think maybe seven. Okay. Gen Zs and millennials are sleeping more than their Gen X. Uh, yeah, because you work from home. Yeah, people work from home, so then then they get to sleep in a little bit more. You can roll out of bed into that nine a.m. meeting, and you can sleep till eight fifty-seven if you want. They're averaging a half an hour to forty-five minutes more of sleep than Gen Xers did when they were their age, and it's mostly because people do live at home and they get to bed. Nothing good happens after nine thirty p.m. is what they said. It's true. So if that's true, you got an hour and a half to go out and hit the bar, and then it's right <laughs> to bed. We'll talk to you Monday. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.